water. Earth. Fire. Air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Elitist Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. A podcast about all things Avatar. Happy April Fool's Day, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, those in between are unaffiliated. Uh, And also... Tonight is a week from Easter, the Easter weekend, and mm. they're showing currently, or right now, at least in our time, it's probably halfway over, or pro- not even, well, maybe almost over. Uh, they're showing the Ten Commandments. Oh, wow. Well, I guess that's I guess that's fitting. Yeah, on ABC, excuse me. Not that that has anything to do with what we're about to, you know, talk about, but, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there of, like, I'm just dating myself for the time capsule, if anybody <laughs> listens to this 100 years from now, which would be cool. Jeez, where are our podcasts going to go in 100 years anyways? And to further date, date ourselves, this is also the first night of WrestleMania. I believe it's 39 this year. So, Oh, they're doing the thing they did last year, eh? Where it's like they split it between two uh, two days, eh? Yeah, another two-night event Yeah, for WrestleMania. And some big matches on the card. But uh, yeah, but that's not for today. Today we're, yeah, for April 1st, we're covering the first episode of Korra. I'm very excited jumping into uh, book one of Korra here. Ah. Uh-huh. What? April Fools! <laughs> oh, yeah, I right, got yeah. you all. Got yeah. ha ha ha! You got me. I guess you. I guess you did. Oh, uh, <laughs> but no. We're yes. We're continuing book three at last with with chapter three, the Painted Lady. So so some more exciting stuff for book three here. And did you happen to look up who who wrote these two episodes? Uh, wait. Or one episode. One episode. <laughs> but April Fools! April Fools! We're not doing two. <laughs> oh you funny guy you 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 funny guy you um i looked it up and then i forgot so insert here yeah joshua hamilton on the script and ethan spaulding returning behind the camera never mind whoops or behind the storyboards as he's directing over where was i thinking of joaquin dos santos maybe that was the previous episode i don't remember yep yeah the previous one the headband oh wait that's right never mind i remember now whoops Yes, but before we jump into the painted lady here, would you mind give a, giving us a reading of the uh, the plot summary? Most certainly. Ahem. We begin this episode with a gang making their way down a polluted river, heading towards a town on the water. They take a ride over with a local boatman, and he tells them that his town used to be a fishing village, but it's been struggling since the Fire Nation set up a factory on it where they produce their metal. And because of the harmful chemicals it puts out, the fishing village has fallen into decline. Katara tries to push for them to help the people of the village, but Sokka refuses, claiming it would cause too much of a delay in the schedule he's plotted out until the day of the Black Sun. The rest of the gang side with Sokka, and they go on to get their supplies before returning to camp. But Katara is still determined to stay and assist the town. And as luck would have it, When the morning comes, Appa has seemingly taken ill from his time in the sludgy water. And when the gang return to the town to try and find some medicine, 
they find there's been a change of mood in the town, supposedly. Supposedly, a figure from the town's mythology, a water spirit named the Painted Lady, came to visit over the night and brought them food. This turn of luck unfortunately doesn't extend to the boomerangs, as there's no medicine left in the village, so without any other choice, they're forced to let Appa rest another night. And just as before, the Painted Lady returns, this time healing those affected by the pollution. And when the gang return, they find the town in even better spirits. But Sokka says that the Painted Lady might be helping in the short term. But overall, treating the symptoms won't help if you don't deal with the real issue, which is the factory. And that evening, with Appa still sick, we see a final outing with the Painted Lady. As Katara gets up while the others are asleep, puts on her disguise, and heads off to blow up the factory. But Momo happened to notice her leave and woke up Aang in an attempt to follow. Aang chases after her, trying to make friends with the mysterious spirit. And despite Katara making a run for it, Aang eventually catches up to her. He quickly realizes who he's dealing with, and it's revealed that Katara was lying about Appa being sick so she could help the village. With the secret revealed, the two team up for her final act of heroism by performing some eco-terrorism. They destroy the factory, which unleashes a marauding force of Fire Nation soldiers who descend on the town. Sokka reveals that he always knew it was Katara behind the Painted Lady guise, and despite his frustration, joins her in her attempt to stop the soldiers. Aang, Toph, and Katara combine their bending to create a convincing vision of the Painted Lady and scare off the soldiers. But after the conflict, the villagers realize it was Katara, pretending to be their water spirit. They're outraged at first, but Katara gives them a rousing speech and turns it around. They convince the town to come together to clean the water, and on their last night there, Katara is paid a visit by the water spirit herself, who thanks Katara for what she's done. And that's how we end The Painted Lady. And thank you very much for that that reading, and I'm very excited to, to jump into this episode. Anytime, bud. Yeah, so let's get to the old timestamp zero and hit play right now. Legally, legally purchase copies, physical or digital media, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, shot with uh, with a camcorder. Yeah. Yeah, but the Painted Lady, Do you, is this one that you remember seeing back in the day? Did this stand out in your book through or book three journeys, or is this one that kind of fade in the background? Just remember, didn't see book, well, even though now that I'm starting to remember this, book three was on YTV back in the day, but I did not watch all the episodes or uh, didn't think I watched it. Hmm. Whistler Sun. Yeah, I'll say from my return uh, from back when I was watching this a few years ago, I, I didn't remember this one coming back. But but I'm excited for us to return to another little swampy uh, looking lands here as we uh, we haven't seen this kind of water in a while. Uh, OK, well, first off, like when I did watch all of book three proper in 2015, I still remember this episode mm. to just also answer your question. And second of all, this ain't. Okay, swamp is one thing, but swamps <laughs> don't have this consistency of water. If you would call this water. Hey, there might be some some pond scum in there, some little bits of like built up algae uh, scum. You know, that's similar to chemical sludge. Oh, you're not wrong, but <laughs> even still, this ain't no mud bats he's Aang's swimming in right now. Yeah, but I'm still wondering if they're going to run to some swamp benders here. I'm hoping we'll see our two little buds back again from the uh, super deformed shorts. I'm looking forward to that uh, coming up pretty quick here. 
Yeah, they're like just on the they're on their they're swamp skiing right now with their alligator catfish or catfish alligator. I don't remember like the name of it, but I just remember the chimeric species. Anyways, you just want to see them. You, you, you and, I know they're not named that, but I'm saying Hugh and Do just because why not? Yeah, I'm hoping I can see him. There's Hugh, Do, and Lil. I'm assuming that. And then there's Who or something. Like, I don't remember now. <laughs> Either way, our our poor gang. They're all trying to you know just enjoy some some time on their travel. Inks taking in some swimming and Oppa as well. And both of them are, are coming out on the raw side of it. They're both pretty disgusted. Even Toph, uh, Aang tries to dry himself off and he blows some of the, the filth right into her mouth. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, splashes it everywhere, gets it all on Oppa's saddle. So I mean, it's yeah. not exactly nice and whatnot. It's probably in their ears. Yeah, cancer uh, chemicals right there. And yeah, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, if this if this were a certain series uh, I was watching currently or I watched last night, they would definitely go into the philosophy of all this pollution. But that's it's a fantasy world, so they're not going to do that. Yeah, and, and Sokka's certainly waiting for a fish to jump on his his hook, but it seems like maybe the the fish in this water either aren't really around much anymore, or they're just not biting. Maybe they're smart enough not to uh, fall for the old hook routine. No, 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 they're they're not they're not playing they're playing hooky because of Sokka's bad jokes. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. And Sokka does have some bad jokes this time around. Now, if they, it was Toph's jo- no, Toph's jokes aren't, are, I don't, well, I don't know. And then, yeah, they're pretty lame too. The only reason the others laughed is because it was at Sokka's expense and they're all kind of choked at him right now because he's obsessed about his schedule. Sokka's become a bit, a bit, a bit of a, a bit of a stickler. Everything's got to be set up right down to the T. He's even got potty breaks uh, scheduled in. So that's, uh, that's no fun. Jeez, relief breaks. Like, come on, dude. What are we talking about here? Um, I don't know where it was. I think we see this later on. This is, I don't know if this is like a spoiler or anything like that, but I think I think this schedule comes back. I think in the auto commentaries, somebody says that if you look at it, I'm at like 0216 right now. Mm-hmm. If you look at it, I'm pretty sure it's this, like a, either an animation schedule or it's something. Like it's a schedule for like an animation chart. Oh, that's funny. Hmm. I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's something like that behind the scenes. If you if you know your like uh, animation work, it's it's that. Yeah, but just to uh, give Sock a little bit of a knock, they end up needing to stop at this another local village, as they often do have to make stops to pick up some supplies. And yeah, this one it's it's a little bit it's a little bit different than most of the villages you see. This one's set right on the water. It's this little fishing village, and I'll say as someone who just played. Uh, just like maybe two days ago, I completed Resident Evil 5, uh, the uh, the playthrough. And uh, yeah, whenever they go to their little wetlands section, their little village that they have to plow through, it was definitely bringing back some memories seeing this one here. Looked very similar to that. I'm trying to remember if there was a... You, you, you're you more a Resident Evil guy than I am, but I, wasn't there a similar section in 4? Or is it 5 I'm confusing it with? Uh, I don't remember there being... No, I, I don't think so in 4. No. Okay. But anyway, the, the back to back to Avatar, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so where are you at here with this uh, their journey? Uh, I'm on O254. Uh, the introduction of uh, of Doc. They they realize that they still have to hide the the whole Airbender connection or the Air Nation connection. So they tuck away Appa, and yeah, they meet this this boatman, this this kooky man. He's become a living bush, and same with uh, same with Momo. They have uh, both become rotunds, yeah, or map grass rotunds, excuse me. Yeah, and Aang is he's back in his Kuzan gear, 
He's got his schoolboy outfit on, and they even address themselves as being from the colonies. And this this boatman seems a little bit charmed by that. Like, oh, you, you colony folk, I like them. Which is interesting, because uh, it seems like the Fire Nation really did these guys dirty. So I'm surprised they're happier. Well, I mean, the way I see it, it's... Uh, I mean, okay, if I may, <laughs> it's kind of like, I mean, okay, I, can, I don't know if I can equate it to this, but like, okay, so Japan didn't exactly expand their empire as far as I'm aware. Uh, I could be completely, you know, off on that, but like, they didn't expand their empire other than maybe their influence, but well, I guess they did with the occupied China. What am I talking about back in World War II? Sorry, yeah. I forget about that. Um but if it were like the British Empire, for instance, uh, it would be like putting, you know, the British over in India, Australia, uh, where else? New Zealand and I guess Canada and well, any, any other places yep. that they were colonized. So I would assume that if like, you know, second generation or third generation colonists came to England, you would probably see them as just be like the you know regular people of England just being like, huh. A colonna. Hmm. I scoff at thee. Yeah. How inferior. Yeah, so what do you think about the boatman's reaction? You think, uh, I don't know. Because you wouldn't think that these people would be all on board with the Fire, Le- Fire Nation line. That maybe they would be a little bit bitter towards them. But Or maybe the, these folks are just more simple folks. They don't really think about that stuff as much. Well, I don't know if I elaborated most on it, but like, or in last episode, but with this one, we're seeing a side of the Fire Nation where they too also have some, there, there always seems to be the outliers of society. There always seems to be those who are, I'm not saying calling these guys down, I mean, I guess you'd say they're in this situation, they're downtrodden, but they're certainly, oh, huge. you know, they're part of the fire, they're not, they're part of the Fire Nation, but they don't, they don't seem to be like, uh, it's, they're, they're, you know, they almost are kind of like the swamp benders or the the foggy swamp folks, if yeah. if to like the Earth Kingdom, if that makes sense. Where like you know we have Zuko and them and the over in the capital, you know, being all ho- hoity-toity and whatnot, and upper class, and the same thing with like bossing say where it's the upper class and the capital of the Earth Kingdom, whereas these guys are just like you know a rural country folk or ocean folk in a way. Yeah. You live a more simple life, kind of detached from that the empire. So yeah, they may be Fire Nation, but they're again they're just like the the small communities or a small town or village. Yeah, and he gives them a little bit of a, a little bit of history with how their village has become this kind of place that's fallen into decline, and points out this giant Fire Nation hideous looking factory over there pumping out all this filth. So. But he doesn't even sound that bitter. It's just kind of stating facts. But this guy is a little bit kooky and off. So maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah, his, uh, yeah. Let's say Doc is, uh, well, uh, just let's say he's in his own world. I, I, I can say that where he's, I'm not, I ain't saying he's choosing what to see. It's not subjective reality, but yeah, he's, he's doing his own thing. And I guess he certainly has a chipper mood. He's he's having a spoonful of sugar, as Mary Poppins would say. Yeah, I would say if if he lived in the city, he might need some help. But he he seems to be getting by with his own yeah weird ways, which I guess we'll address more as we go, go along. But I assume he probably you know inter- entertains the town folk <laughs> and keep them their moral keeps the moral existing and above the negative levels potentially, even though it probably isn't exactly in the uh, best 
levels right now but uh anyways yeah speaking of morals almost immediately once they get onto uh dry wood as it were katara notices the depressed state of the population and she's like we got to do something to help these folks out and Sokka jumps right in there no 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 we can't waste our time we got other stuff to do you know if we stop the fire nation we'll help these folks but we're not going to be there to help them on their own terms yeah, it would seem we're going back to a classic, the classic episodes, yep. um, you know, in in, in, episode, in book one, some stuff in, uh, I don't know if it was mostly in book two yeah. or not, but like, you know, yeah, as, as Michaela would say, she likes to, like, at least, sorry, Michaela's read on Katara is, you know, she likes to project and make things, or, well, not project, but she likes to uh, have projects yep. to do. And we saw this in Imprisoned all the way back in book one. So it's, this is no different except instead of an Earth Kingdom town, we have a Fire Nation town that's also in need. And in a way, there's no... Even, even though Sokka protests about helping these people, it's not out of like, oh, they're the enemy. Yeah, There's not that, which I actually got to give Sokka a hand for. Like, if you call him like a scumbag for like, oh, he's being... He's just like, you know glued to his schedule and he's the schedule bender it's like well at least it's the schedule and not so much like he's calling these guys the enemy i i find that interesting yeah and i like that he uh because guitar kind of accused him of being like heartless but i think he's right that if they do stop the if they do manage to keep to their schedule and get there on the day the black sun and stop the fire nation that'll ultimately help these people more than just kind of you know getting rid of these guys who are right here because some other folks might just come and replace them so, so different points of view. I think both of them have their values. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's a good, uh, it's a good example of, you know, short term successes and then long term victories or whatnot. It's the whole like, you know, strategy versus tactics or that whole paradox or whatever you want to call it fallacies of like, you know, like you may have won this battle, but you lost the war. Or you won the, you lost the battle, but you won the war yep. type thing. So he's thinking like, okay, we lose this battle, but we're going to win the war. Yeah, by taking out the fire, fire lord and Toph steps in like, hey, you know, maybe you want to keep that quiet. We're not, uh, we're not in friendly lands here. As, <laughs> as Sean would say, shush. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Can I also say I love the little piece of animation where uh, they, this is a nice little continuity piece, but whenever Toph is on this place without rails, and again, she's not the, you know, she's not a swimmer. Um and I don't know what her seismic sense is like on wood. I just love that she has to like have, uh, she has to be held or not, no, sorry, not yeah. held, but she has to like, you know, hold on to somebody. So I just like that little detail. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. I think that's good. Um, but yeah, I'm currently at the scene where they first come to, uh, shoe the local, uh, local shop owner to get some, some fish here and shoe. He's, I don't know. I, I don't know if you feel the same way, but he looks kind of familiar to me. I feel like I've seen him earlier in this episode somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It looks similar to some person, but like he's a different. Like the guy I'm thinking of is Doc, but he had a different hat. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The hat just was. I was like, they don't quite look right. The hat's a little bit different. Uh, his demeanor is similar, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they're just like either the twins or, or you know, they're just the. Actually, wait. Doesn't he say something about Doc being more? Oh, Doc's oh, there. You go. Okay, well, yeah. uh, that's fair. Absolutely guess, right. You know, just twin. There you go. Yeah, twins. Um, there, there you go. No, that's fine. <laughs> I love O four twenty three. That's a nice little like uh, face <laughs> by everybody. Oh, Toph's just like whatever. Yeah, she doesn't care. She just wants to get this interaction over with. 
Yeah, she can see through a disguise or a bit or whatever's going on. So she's just like, whatever. Just let's let's keep going. Yeah, and so they try to buy some fish off this guy, and yeah, I'm surprised that they they accept the fish because it's looking real hideous. It's these these pale looking things with these weird eyes, and they're constantly foaming or dripping out this filth. Uh, that ain't fish. Those are clams or oysters. Are they? I thought they were fish. I thought they looked like fish. Well, he. Okay, clams. Sorry. Well, there's uh, there's partially fi- there's fish and then there's also oysters. Oh, okay. Or clams. No, clams then fish. Sorry, I'm getting my things mixed up. The fish look brown and dead and are decayed. Oh, okay. I think we see later that they look that they they look like fish later when they're like spraying out that uh, stuff out of their filthy mouths. But oh yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. But the, the clams are the ones that are yeah. like spitting out the ooze. And just like that, they ask for Doc to come back, and whoa, he did, that was a quick entrance. What the hell is going on there? Yeah, now I'm getting more confused. Yeah, now it's yeah, it's getting weird. Yeah, this is like those. This is like the times in the comic books where like Superman or Batman are on trial, and then like Clark Kent or is at the podium. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But just as they're about to leave this strange interaction, a little kid comes running running up to Katara and asks if she's got any food that she can spare for him. And yeah, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, this kid is uh, certainly not blessed. Uh, he's you know he's he's down at like you know he's very much a downtrodden individual. But uh, not only that, but we see on his arm that he's got um what the hell was that stuff called in mind? Okay, uh, leper. He's a leper. Oh, is he? Oh wow, I didn't realize. Hmm. I'm probably making that up. I'm just trying to like connect this to like. I'm, listen, I'm trying to like merge this with. Princess Mononoke, where like Iron Town is the source of this village's problems. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even though we clearly see the factory as it's a lot more industrialized than that village was, still you could see the pollution and the runoff from all the iron they're making going into this village. And okay, maybe not doing as much damage to the ecosystem mm-hmm. and water supply, but still, I'm just trying to connect those two. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and we see him take his fish to his mother, who looks like she's quite unwell, perhaps with a an early touch of leprosy. And yeah, Katara starts starts feeling real c- compelled that she's got to do something here. She's she's empathizing. It's like, uh oh, yeah, like, get out now, or else you know what that means. As as rude as I sound, it's like she's getting. You know what's gonna happen? She's gonna be like, "I gotta help these people." Like, I have it, what was that thing called? It's chronic hero syndrome. That's what it's called. That's the trope, chronic hero mm. syndrome. Yeah, and we'll discuss the the effects of that as we as we go along. But but first, I like to see the effects of the or the effect, I should say, of them pulling out the filth from the water and getting the getting the pure stuff back for their drinking water. I think that's kind of a cool effect. Yeah, so I don't exactly know what like. Obviously, the water separation makes sense, so you can just pull the water out of there, as Katara demonstrated back in the desert, uh, where she could pull water out of the sand. Okay, sorry, spilt water out of the sand, not actual like moisture from the sand, excuse me, uh, but existing water from the sand. Uh, but in this case, like the sludge, I'm like, I mean, I guess it's runoff of stuff. I don't know, like, what earthly stuff. I'm, I'm going off topic, and I'm just like, you know, pontificating over nothing. Keep going. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that Toph was pulling out the the dirty part. I was like, oh, okay. Like I could almost see because if they're if it's iron. Now again, I'm not I'm not like into the whole like how iron is processed. I understand some stuff, but not everything. So I'm like, I guess in a way, like 
if she's pulling if it's either like mud from like the what from the iron potentially that makes sense or if it's just like earthen materials I, I don't know yeah but either way we see that they're after you know kind of dealing with that stuff to get some drinking water and a meal immediately Sokka he can't even eat his own food or drink he he's just right to berating them about oh we lost a whole day here at this village now we're gonna have to start waking up you know I think it was 43 minutes earlier every morning and everyone's everyone's choked and he's like well that's 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 all we can do if you want to get there in time or we could potentially do a thing where we pair up the the eating and the using the washroom at the same time so that's that's pretty gross uh you ever done that uh i don't know i don't think so (laughs) i uh remember when i was in elementary school uh i once ate my cereal and was in the bathroom at the same time oh boy yeah oh no that's well it was not for efficiency it was just uh you know had had to go so uh (laughs) well uh, sako would definitely advocate for that if it helped uh schedule along it certainly, uh, it's it most certainly would. I I love the reaction though. At oh six thirteen, just Ang just spit taken right there, and it's <laughs> like, come on, about to drink here, bud. Yeah, and we see Katara over in the corner. She's giving some side looks. She's got some. It looks like she's considering something. And then as we wake up in the morning, coincidentally, Appa seems to have taken ill. He's laying on his side. He's got these kind of pouty looking eyes. And he, he's sticking out a tongue that's all purpled. So, oh, what an unfortunate turn of events. I guess it was the sludge made him sick. I mean, that or cactus juice if it's still lying around somewhere. Oh, gosh, let's hope not. Sokka kept a store. He's got it on the... Why, <laughs> man? Why? I mean, maybe he's going to one day sell that stuff. Who knows? Oh, I feel no. Like the kids would... I feel like a lot of kids nowadays would love some cactus juice. <laughs> yeah, after the war, that was his thoughts of opening up a business. I could sell this oh. stuff. Yeah, no, I make a fortune, I'll make a profit off it. Let's go, why not? <laughs> He's always thinking and planning. It makes you whacked out like Ace Ventura, let's go. Yeah, but we see Katara, she's the first one to notice that Appa seems sick, and she points out to the rest of the group, and immediately Sokka, I mean, he's brokenhearted, he can't believe what he's seeing. He's, uh, his love for, for Appa is so strong that he's just completely overwhelmed by his sadness to see this. Yeah, other than the fact that, you know, our our taxi man is now, you know, out of commission. So he's just like, oh, how are we going to get out of here? And then, you know, at 0620 or 0643, we see, you know, everybody give a little like, all right, come on, man. What's going on here? Just give him, yeah. give him the glare and whatnot. And he quickly changes his tune of just like, no, my friend, my, my big cuddly uh, cloud uh, bud is going to, he needs to get better. Yeah, which is nice to see. It's nice to see the others, at least, for defending their chauffeur, Appa. And we'll discuss Appa's role in this in this later, if he's uh, playing some possum, potentially, for, uh, I don't know what reason. <laughs> well, here's my thing. Here's Okay, here's my here's my thing. Here's, here's maybe a little plot hole, but, like, couldn't Katara, couldn't Aang ask Katara, hey, can you, like, put his, can you, like, you know, heal him with your, your, your you know, healing bending? Mm, yeah like pull the the toxins up to the surface and get them out of there or at least yeah like like put put water into a system and kind of like you know purify his insides like could that work now that's not to say that he won't like get better from that but like you know it's something right because they said oh we gotta go get medicine right from the town and it's like but 
isn't that what healing is supposed to do where it i'm not saying completely gets rid of all medicines but isn't that the in fact isn't that the whole point of like if you don't that's how bending healing exists or no medicine exists because there's an absence of healing correct i mean okay obviously to a certain point you can't like if they i assume if you they lop off a limb you can't like reattach it potentially we haven't seen that yet in this world and i don't know if it can cure mental depression or other mental issues or mental challenges but yeah we'll see what they do with doc no that's horrible (laughs) that's oh okay that was that was him oh i want the record straight that's him not me yeah that was me i apologize (laughs) that was him not me not trying to point fingers or anything like that but like take all your get all your email to him yeah send your hate mail attention caleb (laughs) yeah no at caleb or like highlighted as at caleb anyways sorry that's just that's just my like you know little like potentially a plot hole unless i'm not understanding uh healing the, the way i do so just just throwing it out there yeah, and just to throw another reference for resident evil i like that they said oh, let's go into the town and we'll see if we can find some of the right herbs there and i was like oh are they looking for some herb greens perhaps ha or... <laughs> nice yeah there we go um <laughs> what was the what was, uh, what was the what was the village called in in four? Oh, i'm not sure i don't remember no. okay what was the village called in five i guess now that you're playing it uh i don't know if i remember either got it never mind yeah sorry <laughs> let's show what i focus on in the game but either way we yeah they head over the town and yeah they seem to have taken on a bit of a bit of a more chipper demeanor this time around they're 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 running around they're using those uh what are those what's it, like pole vaulting between the uh the bridges oh yeah no they're but they're using it's not I guess you could, yeah, I guess it is pole vaulting, but they're using similar sticks to like, you know, big, big uh, stocks to like, you know, as, as you would see with uh, like in Venice or, or somewhere to like, you know, push uh, down onto the, uh, I guess, low, uh, shallow areas of the water um, to, you know, yeah, get, get across, which is, which is pretty cool. By the way, sorry, I just needed to point out one thing that maybe my plot hole was kind of addressed because Aang asks Tara at, what the hey was it? Oh seven oh four three, um, four or three, excuse me, three or four. Uh, Tatara, can you heal him? She then says, "It looks like he needs some medicine." Redirection potentially. Oh yes, that's that's an interesting. Uh, I nothing got not going anywhere. Just 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 throwing that out there. So I was potentially. Uh, yeah. Wait. By the way, how did they get over there? That's that's my question. Not that it matters, but still. Yeah, maybe the boatman was there again, and then yeah forgot it yeah or was yeah became someone else and you put on the wrong hat or the right hat yeah probably maybe yeah maybe it was doc well i feel like wait isn't that only doc's role like doc's role is to you know be the boatmaster. i think so and the fish seller now that everyone else is sick because he seems well, fine no that's shoe what are you talking about oh it was shoe yes uh yeah, yeah. Sh- shoes the shoes the shopkeeper and then doc's the uh boatmaster. Yeah, I got my suspicions about the two of them, but but speaking about uh, suspicions, yeah, we he mentions that oh, another coincidence seemed to happen over the evening. Not just uh, Appa getting sick, but also a mysterious individual came by the village and delivered some food. And you got to wonder where that food came from, and we'll find out a little bit later. But <laughs> did like somebody say, like equivalent exchange Appa's? life force for these guys happiness and somehow created food from nothing out of that did wait did 
wait a minute, did some surgeon come in, like, get open Appa, take a few of his, like, internal organs and then give it to these guys? That's cruel. What the heck? That is pretty messed up. And it would make sense for a, for a, an evil spirit, like uh, Shu suggests, that it was the, the spirit who watches over their town, the painted lady. Maybe she's pulling some of that stuff with her magic. Wait, so she leaves, like, behind, if she, you know, takes out, like, you know, internal organs, she leaves behind a purple tongue. How, what the hate? I guess it's spirit stuff, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Blue and orange morality, so how do I know this? Or how, what should I know? Yeah, you figure that she would uh, protect a chimeric beast, but instead she's, yeah, leeching off him. This is sick. Eesh, but speaking <laughs> of which, you say spirits, eh? Hmm, yeah. It's been a while. Quite a while since we've seen the spirits. Kind of like those guys. Last time we saw them, one was not too happy about his library being uh, used for uh, uh, getting and exploiting weaknesses and sunk it back to the spirit realm. So it looks like we're dealing with spirits again. In episode three, nonetheless, I like this. So it mm. looks like the uh, Fire Nation themselves also have spirit. I assume so. <laughs> Spirits are not national, of course, but they are regional. So it's just like Haybai, where Haybai had a villa. Wait a second. Yeah. Shouldn't. Hang on a minute. Now, wait a minute. If the land is being disrupted right now by the Earth or the Fire Nation, shouldn't uh, the painted lady, this this here painted lady, be running amok in, uh, in, in, in her angry form? If I'm just going by what Haybai had. Yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we can theorize that when we finally see the, the Painted Lady, hopefully soon. Well, yes, yeah. hopefully she'll make an appearance this episode or else I'd be kind of uh, not not happy about that. But whatever, that's, that's Agreed. That's just me anyways. Yeah, but they present to Shu that they need some medicine. But it turns out they give all their medicine to this uh, this factory. I guess the people who work there get sick. And so they need to uh, steal all the medicine from these folks. I, I mean, uh, borrow it or give it. Wait. Are you saying that if it's an industrial town and it's nearby a refinery or, you know, a production uh, facility, that if it's an if it's an industrial park or whatever, that all the runoff makes people sick? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, don't say that. Uh, don't say that. Our, our sponsors, you know, we're sponsored by a factory that does a similar thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, maybe the year will pass this, but at, just quickly at 0742, what do you think of the little like totem, the little statue of the painted lady? What do you like? What do you think of her design? Oh, I think it looks cool. Yeah, it's definitely different from some of the spirits that we've seen previously, but I do like it. I mean, she's no Ko. She's no Hey Bye. She's a little more humanoid, by the way. Now that I realize, that. at least, at least the the, the the actual like statue of herself. You know, maybe not, but like, you know, I haven't really seen too many humanoid individuals. Yeah, and at first, it did make me wonder if this spirit was more just a piece of mythology rather than a real one. But I guess we'll find out as we as we go along. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, yeah it continues here, sir. Yeah. So not being able to find their medicine, they're like, okay, well, we're just gonna have to sit around for another night, give Appa a chance to rest. How about you give us some more some more uh, dinner for for the evening? And that's when he pulls out these these pale skinned, gross eyed and filthy mouth looking little fish and even pulls out a two headed one. That's how bad this pollution's gotten. Hey, yeah, yeah. It's what is this? The Fraser River? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Do we we pull up very many two headed fish? Maybe I haven't heard about this. Oh, <laughs> no, man. I haven't checked the pH levels there in a while, but still. <laughs> 
Also, what's Ang going to eat, by the way? Because he ain't no pescatarian. He's like a complete vegetarian. Actually, I wonder if he's vegan. I never actually thought that. But like, can he eat honey? I well, actually don't know. I'll have to ask him that later. But well, we'll find out there's some berries close by to their camp. So maybe he's just eating those. Yeah, not much protein, but he's he's getting by, I guess. I mean, so not all, so long as those berries aren't like the berries that Sokka picked in the on-air pilot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but we, we then cut again to the evening, and we see some... Well, I guess we're very early on getting to meet our, our painted lady spear. This is exciting. We see her gliding on the water. That's, yeah, it's it's cool. She makes her entrance at 028, 0828, excuse me. And she's she's bringing the smoke into the village, too. She's got that mysterious air. And she starts wandering around amongst the people, the ill people. And she's healing them with this this blue light. And it looks... I don't know. I feel like I've seen that blue light before in previous episodes. Uh, well, I mean, it's probably spirit oasis water, mm. right? Like, because she's a spirit and she's a water spirit. So I assume that she is a healer, potentially. So... That makes sense. Quite the opposite of uh, Iron Town, by the way, where spirits wanted to destroy that town for what it was doing and how it was being disruptive. Uh, maybe not, well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if it was. It, well, no, never mind. They didn't really want to destroy him. Probably <laughs> projecting there, but they didn't exactly like Lady Aboshi and what was going on over there. So I guess they stayed away from it technically. But here, are spirits actually going. Oh, it's not this town though. This this ain't. This is a town that's dealing with the runoff of. Uh, industrial area not so much uh what iron town's doing so never mind yeah but we see her the the painted lady going through and healing some folks in it i was wondering about that if she did have spirit oasis water you know where was she getting that in this polluted water here maybe she could uh purify yeah that's the thing right where's where's yeah where's the water because i don't really unless she's using the vapor like she's condensing the <laughs> vapor and turning it back into uh wait is it condensing what's the term what's what is it getting from gas to liquid anyway yeah she's doing no, liquefaction. That's what I believe it's called. Liquefaction, I think. Hold on. Hold on. Like creating condensation, but I don't know. Condensation. That's what it was. Condensation. Yeah. He thinks. But either way, yeah, she's making her exit after her, her healings are done. We see that little kid from earlier who spoke to Katari, comes out and thanks her. And then we actually, the hat lifts up out of her kind of... Wait, what did you say? Nope. Oh. We see uh, uh, which part. <laughs> well, you say painted lady, and then like you know, she raises her like her her hat up, and we see blue yeah. eyes, and then yeah, and then yeah, like it's just it's just the painted lady, right? I don't know those eyes, that hair, that those lips. It all looks I don't know. It kind of looks like Katara, I think. I don't see it. No, I don't see it. This is the same guy mm. who couldn't who was like completely like. Not even aware, but I, I I did not know what you were talking about last book about like you know how the Kyoshi warriors were actually the Azula attack squad in disguise. I I still don't believe you. Well, the plot uh, the plot told told us otherwise, but I guess we'll see with this one here. Cause, yeah, this is different than the Blue Spirit, where Zuko is the Blue Spirit. We literally saw him be a mask, and it was Zuko. Like that makes sense. That that scar, who can like replicate that scar? Yeah, well that's true. That's true. So yeah, let's we'll keep our doubts open for now, but. It definitely looked familiar. And doing the whole hat raise, it seemed like it was almost a reveal, but I guess maybe not. We'll, uh, I guess we'll find out. I will say, that was a cool hat. Reminds me of the hat uh, that Raiden has in Mortal Kombat. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was absolutely thinking of Raiden. 
Yeah. I guess also, well, I don't know if, what was his name, Ryan, but ever, whatever that, that, that God was in uh, Big Trouble in Little China, who he's based off of, excuse me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess also not Luke King, but Luke King's cousin, whatever his name was. The one with the hat that is a, like the razor hat. Oh, which I like. I think at least razor hat's cool. Yeah. That, yeah. I can't remember now. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But once again in the morning, the group. I guess not really thinking ahead of getting enough food for uh, for the other day. They have to return to town to buy some more nasty looking food. And yeah, while there, they discovered things have, again, taken a little bit of a change. It's, uh, yeah, this is some real miracles happening just by coincidence. Save for the food. Yeah, save for the nasty food. That's true. Only the good food came for the people of the village. Unless whatever shoes having a drink there with some form of stew and it's probably like fish or clam stew so ang would certainly not want it and neither would i maybe something fermented because <laughs> that would keep that would keep better <laughs> is can you ferment clams uh i don't know that's ooh, that's a gross but good question yeah do you do you even want to know i don't i don't <laughs> can you ferment fish all right moving on Moving on. These are questions. These are questions I don't want answers to. Never mind. Yeah, we see the town is becoming just overwhelmed, but up for their uh, their love of this 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 spirit. They're even putting up statues. They're all cheering the name. Yeah, they're they're loving this this lady here. And hopefully, it's the opposite of the town that hated uh, Avatar Kyoshi after mm. Shin the Great uh, was killed by her. So hopefully they don't like, you know, it's, it's not a wicker man situation where they're going to like, you know, burn the effigy or burn the, Oh no. <laughs> well, we'll find out, I guess. Hopefully not. But Katara, she seems pretty amazed and she's pointing out like, Oh, can you believe so much could be done just by the work of one lady? And she corrects. Oh, I mean, spirit. And then, well, I mean, you could say lady cause it's in her title. So like, you know, I don't see why not. <laughs> we clearly saw her. She's effeminate. So like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that's her gender, but I'm just saying like, she's called the Painted Lady, so... Although it's probably... Okay, she actually probably has a real name, but the townsfolk just gave her the name Painted Lady because she looks like a lady. Anyways. Yeah, and then Sock on her shoulder. He's uh, He's got this really this really condescending tone. He's like, oh yeah, you know, it'd be great if she could show up every night because otherwise if she doesn't, you know, things are just going to go back to the way they were. And this seems to really, really annoy Katara. And uh, yeah, it seemed like Sokka maybe had some suspicions here. He, the way he was giving her looks and the condescending tone, it almost sounded like he was accusing her of being the uh, the painted lady there. I mean, well, here's my theory. Here's 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 what I might you know. Here, here, okay, let me throw this out there. So they come into town, right? Mm. Ang shows up. Maybe it's somehow being a byproduct of being the Avatar that somehow she's awakened. Maybe. Could be, could be. I guess we'll. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's that. And also, of course, he's you know. But but also, what Sokka's saying is like, if she really wanted to help, she would go to the source, which is to blow up the factory, or at least cause it to stop. You know, bring pollution or all the runoff out uh, with her spirit magic that goes boom, like you know, something like a something out of Dragon Ball Z. Um, but what? Yeah. But what Angus is saying is like, nah, it's like wavelengths, man. It's like your arms that are like, you know, like waves. Like, ooh. Yep, and they're they're kind of making a mockery of the whole thing. And for whatever reason, uh, Katara seems really, really bothered by it. She's got a little like rage uh, 
flecks on her forehead. She, she's looking real unhappy. Which seems out of character for Aang, given that he's the Avatar, but uh, I guess he just got caught up in the moment. Yeah. They were just... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was, really. <laughs> yeah, what's he doing? It seemed like they were trying to trying to aggravate her, but I don't think Aang has... Which is... Yeah, like, that's his... That, you know, that's his that's his, uh, his love interest, man. Like, why would, why would he do that? Yeah, and Sokka at least seemed to suspect that maybe Katara had something to do with this. Aang doesn't seem to, so... Well, I mean, also that, and he's just being a brother to her, you know, just being a pest. That's true. As all siblings would, so, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it as, like... What is he suspicious of exactly? I guess he's just like, I guess he's just telling Katara, like, you know, what's what of like the ways of the world. It's like, listen, like, you know, if this spirit wants to make a difference, she'd have to like, or they would have to go and, you know, as we've said, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm repeating myself. Yeah, but we we cut back to the evening now. Everyone's asleep. They're all cuddled up in their their nice little little uh, blankets. But Katara sits up and she she wants to make sure they're asleep. Before she she starts doing some sort of weird thing, she's she's packing her bunk with leaves, and then she's pulling out a robe. And yeah, well, what do you think about this? Since uh, I know me and Sokin had our own suspicions, but I think you disagreed with us there. So, well, what I said was she, you know, well, I didn't say anything. I just said like, hey, we saw the spirit, and so then she dresses up as a spirit, like. Yeah, it doesn't mean she's a spirit. It just means that she's, you know, cosplaying as a spirit, which, you know, cosplaying is a thing. Yeah, and you're... You know, we saw we saw, we saw, saw cosplayers of Aang, or people who claimed they were the Avatar, all the way back uh, in the Serpent's Pass, if you recall, correct? So it's yeah. like, it's no different. So do you think this was her first night going out as the, uh, the Painted Lady, or... I mean, maybe she's a fan, like, she's a water spirit, <laughs> so like... Although, why wouldn't she just cosplay as UA? Like, why not? Oh, uh, that'd be that'd be too cruel to, to Sokka. To be fair, Aang never told Katara about that, so or Sokka about that, so fair enough. Yeah, but if Sokka saw her, what if he like fell down on his knees? He's like, Oh UA, I'm so happy to see you again. And she's like, Oh wait, Sokka, no, it's just me. Oh, that's ew, that's <laughs> disgusting. Ew. Ew. Why did you say that? Ew. Well, I, I'm not, I'm not meaning that way. I just mean breaking his heart again. I know, but given, yeah, but given that, you know, UA was, you know, his girl or whatnot, <laughs> and then he may find, he may find her attractive, but Katara is, you know, cosplaying as like, ew, get that thought on my head, sir, please. Uh, also, <laughs> yeah, I think you're the one that brought it up in the first place. <laughs> mayhaps, but it was also there, uh, like it was between the lines and it had to be stated. Anyways, I also realized that, Maybe to cover my bases before anybody yells at me saying, hang on a second, we saw UA and uh, and Avatar Roku as spirits in like episode one. So there's your spirits right there. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. However, this is at least a new spirit that we see. To, yeah. to be fair, we hadn't seen UA as a spirit in spirit form uh, at all. So I guess since book one. So, but even still, new spirit. Yeah, but as Katara goes off to uh, potentially... Try to do some more help for the village, you know, as she's been doing. Uh, Momo happens to, to see her getting up, and that triggers Aang to wake up, seeing Momo depart. And then Aang, despite all, you know, signals that uh, the spirit's giving off that she doesn't want to interact with him at all, he decides to go on the chase just to introduce himself and to have a conversation, even though she clearly very much doesn't want it. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like Tara here is you know, doing this as a surprise. I don't, I don't know why. Like she's just, you know, is, is she's doing like, I don't know what her motives are, but 
obviously maybe she's like going to a resting spot or the the spiritual site to awaken <laughs> the, the painted lady potentially and so she doesn't want to arouse suspicion but it's like but hangs the avatar so like why why is she doing this so it's just like i don't know like she's performing as she's like the shrine maiden she's like trying to uh do a ceremony to bring the painted lady out so it's, i don't know it's a little weird here why she's running and whatnot and making a chase and escalating the situation but anyways oh no i suspect that this is uh back to the beginning of the episode we mentioned her uh having her projects that she works on i think her new project has been to you know save that that kid and potentially cause some some damage to her hated uh, fire nation foes uh huh. but that's why she uh yeah all right well that's uh I'm just following Sokka's lead. That's what Sokka seemed to be hinting at there in that one scene. And I, yeah, you, you technically are. So whatever he says, I'm, I'm on, I'm in favor of it. I mean, hey, I think, uh, I think there's evidence to suggest that, but uh, we still will see. We, we, we still will see. Will we not? And as we see her make the chase, she, she tries to hide up in some, some little rocky regions here, potentially on another side of the island. But yeah, again, even though she's very clearly trying to hide from Aang, he still shows up to make his introductions. And and, and take it away if you're near there. <laughs> uh I'm at like eleven forty seven. Oh sure. <laughs> uh, but like, you know, he, he chases Katara and she doesn't go to the shrine that I was thinking of. But instead she runs and then she does something that is cool. But also, I'm like, all right, this is like, this is nonsensical. Like, come on, like, master waterbender in only like three months. Like, okay, like this is beyond me. Like, okay, this is me as an adult, like crying foul of like trying to learn stuff and not being a master of it in two months. <laughs> yeah, like we're pits. Anyways, sorry, <laughs> moving away from that. Um, this is where this is this is the spot where I remember in like 2011 when I was with Yule and we watched a lot of. When we did, when they did like a binge, or uh, when when Nickelodeon did like a whole uh, marathon of all of Avatar, they had these things called Avatar extras, which are like little, you know, bubbles that would show up on like the side of the screen and would give like some uh, editor's notes, as you would call it, if you were reading like a a book, like a comic or graphic novel. Excuse me. Um, if any of you have read Ghost in the Shell, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But they would they would give like some I guess extra not extra canonical but they would give some information about like facts about the world if that makes sense. So whether Caleb would consider that as being canon or not, that's up to him. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they are technically written by the creators, so I consider them canon. This is where we find out that one of the cool things about water bending is that with water vapor. Uh, in its gaseous form, uh, can actually allow the waterbender to float. Not fly, but float above the water, which immediately like broke my brain and was like, that's the most awesome metal thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and we see that with guitar, and I'm like, that's cool. And then Aang does his own version where he's just doing the, uh, what is it? He's doing the ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the little like ice shards or not yeah, shards. steps yeah steps there you go like it was they were frozen that's pretty cool but then we also see it like well first off we see a few things at eleven forty seven, we see katara um 
or yeah, Katara like running along the water, like she was a ninja, uh, and you know the traditional ninja movies where they would just run alongside or run along water. If anybody looks up the uh, MythBusters episode, that was a cool episode they did where it's just like they were trying to bust that myth of like could ninjas in movies actually walk on water? That's a pretty fun episode of MythBusters. Look that one up, and we also see the moon, which is how or either it's like it's either waning or waxing i can't tell it's like first or third quarter and i'm like okay wait a second put that on the spot for a second because i'm like hang on a minute um but yeah yang still chases her so just need to point that out (laughs) yeah and as they uh as he confronts her you know he's trying to introduce himself and you know guitar she's putting on some sort of some sort of accent you know she's trying to disguise her voice for some reason and Aang, he he's he's just pressing forward. He again, he's not very good at reading her her signals of wanting to get away. And he's introducing himself, and he even says, uh, "You know, I don't meet too many spirits, but the ones I do meet are not not very attractive. But you, on the other hand, you know, there's something uh, something there." And I was like, "Whoa, that's that seems weird for Aang to say. That almost seemed a little bit uh, a smidge out of character." I thought. <laughs> You mean as if, like, why is that there? Or, like... Yeah, because you'd think that maybe he was saying this, and even says, like, oh, you seem familiar. You'd think maybe he was aware at this point that he's talking to Katara. But then a few moments later, he seems surprised when she's revealed. So I was like, hmm, I don't know. That's That strikes me as odd, knowing that he doesn't know that's Katara that he's talking to. Uh- like he's not the most like keen fellow he doesn't have the most uh deductive skills i'd say so i don't, I don't know yeah I, I just wouldn't think of ang as being forward enough to comment on someone's attractiveness like right off the bat uh, i mean like he doesn't know this is katara so like i feel like he's open about it yeah i guess could be could be but yeah, she she tries to go. She's like, I really need to go and get, get going here. And then he blows her hat off, which again seemed I was like, whoa, that's a bill. That's a bold move on Aang's part. Yeah. For not being 100 percent sure it was Katara. Yeah, or at least not to. He's just like, are you really the painted lady? And then he, you know, air bends her hat off. Sure. Maybe there could have been an easier way of just like flicking it off with the wind uh, without blasting her from the ground. But still. Yeah, because if that really was the Painted Lady, she might take that as an attack. Yeah. Like, okay, I guess we're engaging in combat now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's fair, but she didn't also give any indication of, like, having otherworldly powers other than, like, what, you know, Katara was saying. And turns out it's Katara. Yep. So were you on your way to the shrine to wake up the Painted Lady or get her in the world, or, or what's going on here? Uh, we'll find out as she uh, she lets loose the tail. She says that uh, Aang kind of questions her, like, is, Aang, is Appa even sick at this point? And that's when she says the line that may be confused when she says he might be sick of the purple berries I've been feeding him, but otherwise he's okay. So I was like, wait, so is Appa just playing, a, is he just pretending to be sick? Uh, I'm just going to shrug on that one. But what I'm gonna what I'm gonna call out first off is one. I love how the painted lady has the Sailor Moon uh, crescent on her forehead. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, but then two at thirteen oh one. That's a full moon right there. So obviously the moon was probably or not the moon, but the uh, I guess part of the dock or the village was keeping away the 
point is that what Katara is probably doing is she's able to do this all because she has her mood, her because the moon's at full, uh, is is a hundred percent full. So that's mm. that's why she's able to do these things. Interesting. Oh, okay. You know that's fair. Maybe that's maybe that's also the other thing as to the uh, the moon, the painted lady also comes out during a full moon. Well, we'll see. We'll see about this this painted lady because it seems at least to this point that she's not been present at all. It's all been uh, the old Katara. Oh no, I feel like she's she's there. And Katara says that uh, she's only got one more thing she needs to do before they can move on after the previous nights. And this this night she has to go and destroy the factory. That's the only way to fulfill her her mission that she started. Yeah, Aang's reaction to the whole like potentially poisoning uh Appa it's kinda just like left there, just like yeah, uh, you're not being so protective of him now. Like, eh. <laughs> um, but I also love the fact he goes like, "Oh, you're just like some secret hero." Hmm. I guess those mm. are uh, I guess those are interesting things in this world, eh? Yeah, secret heroes. Interesting. Well, if you think about it, that's what he's been having to do now too, as well as accepting his, uh, you know, having to pretend to not be the Avatar. So uh, yeah, I guess, I, I guess so. Maybe he just saw. Yeah, kindred, kindred spirit in Katara. Mm, yeah, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Where she goes, uh, I just have uh, one small thing I want to do. And what is that, sir? Oh, it's she's going to join a Greenpeace, and they're going to go take down a local polluter and you know plant some bombs around the uh, the facility and yeah, blow it up. Yes, Captain Planet. But if it was extreme, yeah, or I guess like if it was. If it came back because it was in the eight, was it like did it bleed into the eighties? Or sorry, did it bleed into the nineties? Captain Planet, I'm not too sure. I'm not yeah. too sure. Okay, well, if it bled into the nineties, this is like if Captain Planet came back with some seasons in like 1998, <laughs> and it was just like, oh yeah, he's and, and it was drawn by uh, Rob Liefeld. It's like, oh these these planeteers, they're they have guns now because who cares about uh, rings of power? It's just, guns are better, and they have lots of bandoliers around them. And they like, you know, they're doing awesome stuff like eco-terrorism. Yeah. Join the eco-terrorism unit or uh, movement. Yeah. And we see them causing, wreaking a lot of havoc. And it's very lucky that there was no uh, workers there. Because, yeah, they were just causing a ton of destruction. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, I didn't see a skeleton crew or the night shift crew. But uh, maybe it's uh, self, uh, self uh, what's the term? Maybe it's self-run or self-operated. Self-sufficient. There we go. Yeah, and then as they're walking back home, Aang is just kind of making a joke out of the thing and imitating the explosions, and Katara's like, hey, we don't want to wake up Sokka. But too late, too late. He uh, he and Toph are already up. And it seems early, so, you know, maybe maybe he suspected all along that she might go out that night and, yeah, got up early on purpose, try to catch her in the act. Can I just say, as I'm watching the scenes of them, like, you know, performing terrorism... Uh, I love the fact that in, in my mind, all I can hear is Toff's, yeah, let's break some rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she would have loved that too, if, she, if only she would have woken up. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, they should have got her in there. She would have, like, broken so much metal with her metal bending. Like, let's go. Yeah. yeah and with Sokka there, they pretend that they're out just on a, a walk together, but Sokka's not buying it. He pulls out her bunk full of the, the little bits of leaf. And then he jumps right to accusing her that he knows uh, that she's been. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> sorry, it was hey. Yeah, and he, he just jumps right to accusing her of knowing that she's the painted lady. 
And yeah, she she gives it up pretty quick. And even to back it up, he says, I know that you've been pretending that Appa's been sick by feeding him these berries that Toph's been eating as well. And it didn't seem like Toph was sick. So again, I wonder if she was somehow convincing Appa to pretend. But <laughs> yeah, giving him like these berries to, uh, I guess, you know, play up, play hooky or whatever. <laughs> yeah, give him a purple tongue. I'll keep giving it to you if you pretend to be ill. Oh, I'm sick. I gotta stay home today. Pull a Ferris Bueller's <laughs> day off. Yeah. yeah. And before we see how that interaction goes, we have to cut over to the factory and we see, I guess, the, the crews come in in the morning and they're choked. They're they're looking on the village and they're like, OK, these guys messed up our, our factory. Let's go mess up their faces. Dude, where's my factory? Or dude, what happened to my factory? It's like my face, which is scarred also. Yep. Don't want to know what that how that happened. <laughs> Yeah, that's an ugly scar. Yeah, that's a bad one. I wouldn't say ugly, but I'm just like, I jeez, that's uh wonder how he got that. Yeah, ugly is in yeah, like that's a rough one. That's that's Oh, I see, okay. Yeah, that's come hard, that scar. That's sliced open like half your face. <laughs> but yeah, they head off to the village and Yeah, it's lucky that our group is happens to be high enough up that they can see the Fire Nation soldiers coming. And yeah, this is this is a turning point for for the group. Like, turning point is in, like, where it gets divisive, or? Well, because, you know, the at first, Katara was off doing her own little thing, not really telling them what was going on. And then Aang came over, and now there's kind of a big blow-up with Sokka. He has to confront her, and then at the end of that, it'll be the turning point. Oh, yeah, okay. Where they all, yeah, come together. <laughs> but yeah, so we get this, her him confronting her, like... Like they, she she reveals that she blew up the factory and he's like, what were you thinking? Didn't you know that something like this might happen? And again, Katara, she doesn't seem like she, you know, at times she has like a condescending quality to her and like not really thinking things through. I guess similar to Prince Zuko at times. And she was just like, I'll do whatever it takes to help these people. And she didn't really think about the consequences otherwise. Yeah, when it comes to small villages like hers... I feel like this is her making up for all those years of either being heckled or pestered by the Fire Nation. Like, she mm. finally has the opportunity to do it. So, like, yeah, why wouldn't I help these people? I have I have the power to make change. Why can't I just do this? Mm -hmm. But the thing of it is, is that, yeah, she didn't think about the consequences to her actions. I'm not saying she shouldn't have done them, but, like, she should have at least come up with a backup plan of, like, you know, you blow up the factory. There's a village nearby. The uh, occupants of said factory might think that, hey, these villagers blew up the village or blew up the factory because, you know, we polluted their uh, uh, we polluted their their ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. And Sokka Sokka is kind of berating her a little bit and she decides that she doesn't want to hear the berating. And so she just gets up and says, I'm going down to the village myself. And as she's making her way down, Sokka meets up with her and he's like, hey, you know. You're still my sister and I care about you and we're going to I'm going to do this with you kind of thing. I mean, I guess she did say, like, I won't turn these back on. Wait, did she say I won't turn my back on these people or I won't turn my back on people who need me? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe I'll find it. I'm going to quickly just look this up because I'm about to I'm about to like if that's the case, I got I got something I'm going to say. Sure. OK, who need OK, who need me? OK, Maybe this is on Josh. I have no idea. Where the hey were you during the fairy scene? 
with all those people who were stuck, you know, all these, all these refugees who were stuck trying to get into, uh, what do you call it? Who, who were stuck trying to get into bossing say, how come you didn't help them out? Maybe they were going to eventually get on there, but obviously some weren't, they were literally just stuck there. So what, what the, Hey, like, like what about that? Well, maybe those, maybe she thought those people could kind of help themselves get through maybe eventually. I don't know about that. They seem pretty downtrodden like these people, except these people, other than having a place to live, their, their livelihood is affected. Those guys were literally trying to find a place to live. Yeah. Maybe in that case, they felt like they're more on the run. So shouldn't have time but you're right you're right <laughs> i mean these guys are also kind of on the run like you know they've been wandering and been vagabonds this entire time only settling down last book because they literally got it for free so like bud if you're talking about wanting to not turn your back on people who need you there's plenty of other i can't think of this right now but you didn't do that with the imprisoned people and you weren't even as powerful as you are now or experienced and skilled as you are now and yet you still did that, which is awesome. But like, what about all those like refugees who were literally trapped there? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a fair point. But yeah. So we see back in the village, these fire nation folks have corralled the population and they're, they're pulling out the whole, Oh, you know, I, what happened to neighborly love? You know, I thought we could live in peace together, you know, but instead you're stealing our, our food, you're stealing our medicine. And now you're blowing up our factory like this, this can't stand. And the poor population are like, we didn't do any of that, man. You know, they don't say it, but they should be saying, if anything, you stole our food and our medicine. But yeah, they they paint they they give it all to the painted lady. She's the one that did all this for them. Hey, can I like just quickly say as an aside, all the fact that when Sokka comes back to Qatar, she's like, or he's like, um, you know, his response to all that was, I won't turn my back on you because, you know, I'm, I'm your brother mm -hmm. and I need to protect you. I like that. Then I also love when Aang starts crying. It's like, they really do love each other as in like a sibling way. And then he turns to Toph and she just punches him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. How <laughs> mean. That was a good moment. Yeah, there's another good Toph moment coming up a little bit, which I really liked. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it's funny that they say that, um, yeah, I guess they... Their food's been going missing in the medicine. So Katara, you know, she didn't, she didn't just blow up their factory. She was robbing them days before, too. So, by the way, and yeah, the person who was stating that was both Doc and Shu, which see, they're, they're, they're in the same scene, even though one poked his head up and the other one down. So like, yeah, yeah, that's that's proof. It's proof of two of them. Yeah, see, two of them <laughs> exist. But um, yeah, they're. It's not really going so well. I mean, the Fire Nation guys are able to prove that the food came from them because their uh, their logo is is built on the barrels that they got the food in, or not barrels, I guess, but containers. I don't know. Yeah, containers. <laughs> and so they're just like, okay, now that we've proven it, now we're just gonna take you guys out. You're a bunch of liars. So it's kill time for your village. Yeah, even though these this is a Fire Nation village, by the way, like this is completely yeah. like you know. I don't know if, I mean, yeah, they're in the Fire Nation, so I don't know if this was dominated. Like, I'm pretty sure it was. And this this is a, a good example of what happens to the, the people who aren't part of the regime. These are just regular folks who are living under this kind of tyranny. And, you know, that's, that's what happens to you. If you're small and powerless, the powerful will crush you even if you're technically on their side. So. Yeah, that ain't, that ain't good, man. That, uh, that certainly ain't good. 
Yeah. They, they, maybe they pr- try to pay their taxes on time, but still the, uh, the man just comes after them. Yep. They even let them destroy their livelihood with the fish and take their medicine. And yet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we see them destroying the, or at least trying to destroy, destroy the village. They take down at least one house, two houses. And it looks like the guy's getting ready to just start executing them individually. So that's that's pretty dark. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, it reminded me of the scene in Way of Water where I'm like, oh, wow, that's kind of funny that it's not similar, but, you know, Quaritch yeah. and uh, or Navi Quaritch, excuse me, and his goons, uh, you know, spread terror trying to find Jake and his family. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, where's Spider? Yeah, James, James Cameron, you hacked. <laughs> Yeah, he's been watching this. It's got even got the Avatar title. He's been ripping it off. I mean, he, <laughs> he he trademarked it first, hence why they couldn't just call it Avatar. <laughs> or Brian Brian and Michael, excuse me, couldn't call it Avatar. They had to like put Avatar Last Airbender. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize he copyrighted that at that point. I thought I sent you a link to that, but maybe uh, uh, yeah, maybe yeah, I missed it. Yeah, that, that was basically it. Is that uh, I think it was Joaquin dos Santos like commented on this to like some person who some reporter who interviewed him about this was just like yeah so what the hey was this about <laughs> oh but as we see it, it looks like they brought some sort of i don't know like a bomb or something that they're trying to light but as they're trying to light it the the fire keeps getting blown out and oh what did you think that was i was confused by that moment uh oh like i don't know maybe uh either a bomb or a cat like a mini catapult mm. uh, i don't know why they would need that but yeah maybe yeah. a bomb i don't know because like, because why would they need a catapult if they have these like skidoos? Which, by the way, I love yeah. these. Uh, I love the design for these skidoos. I think it's it's pretty cool. Agreed. Yeah, they are pretty cool. But either way, whatever that thing is, they're trying to light. You know, it's it being blown out is the symbol of what's to come as the arrival of the the benders. But it doesn't quite look like our usual gang. It it even looks perhaps like, uh, yeah, maybe Katara or perhaps the real painted lady has arrived. Ah, see, I told you she's real. <laughs> yeah, this could be it. This could be it. Except in the daytime, which is even cooler. Yeah. Can I just say, if if this is in the Netflix show, they could really, really lean into the horror. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Of this. Of like, because I'm not saying this isn't scary, but like, okay, you could make this even creepier if this was at night instead of in the morning. I know why they did that, but. <laughs> yeah, and we see, actually, it's Toph over, hidden behind some some steam, some mist. She's She's dropping a big piece of rock to make a big... Like, I guess, signaling the arrival of the, the painted lady. And yeah, uh, Sokka's got a flute playing some like eerie music. So they're all working together, it turns out, to to give this this kind of falsehood to scare them away. Sleight of hand, illusion, staging. And I really like this bit. This is some of my favorite stuff in the episode. Them all working together to trick them. Yeah, again, I don't, I don't know if I can single out a moment from this, but like, it's just reminded me of Mononoke for some reason. Sorry, Princess Mononoke, not not the other show called Mononoke. Apologies. <laughs> now, how do you think this encounter works? Since you're more the action guy for this out of this crew. Uh oh. Well, uh, you mean this duo? Yeah, this duo. Duo. Yeah. It was me, Dio. I did not expect it. Wow, did not expect that joke or that reference to be made this episode. Well, it took us like you know two books or three books to actually make a JoJo's reference. Maybe I had before. I don't remember now. Anyways, excuse me. Um, I like the staging of it though, of like how Aang 
it's kind of similar to Imprisoned in a way. Like it kind of is a callback to Imprisoned where mm-hmm. Aang doesn't reveal himself as the Avatar or doesn't reveal himself because, you know, they're still trying to keep up the appearances of, you know, him being dead. And so he has to, you know, trick him into thinking that she is the painted lady. And so he's using his airbending again to like make everything eerie and spooky. Again, if this was at night, I think it would be a little more effective, but uh, I think it's still working. Yeah, and we see him like as the uh, the lead firebender is throwing fire at Katara. He uses it to spring her up in the air. I thought that was cool. I like that little trick. I think I was going to say like, oh, he could just be like, you know, bending up some sludge from the river. But then I'm like, I don't think he wants to cause collateral damage to the village itself. What is this, a tokusatsu uh, episode or a tokusatsu production? Yeah, until we see him blow enough air through the, uh, the under part of the bridge to destroy it. Or at least break it a bunch. <laughs> so that's true. He's caused a little bit of damage, uh, but I think it's worthwhile damage. Oh, there goes their ride. Yeah. But we do see as she uh, she takes out the big guy or Aang th- threw him into the water. We see as she comes towards him as the, the painted lady, like it almost looks like she rose up out of the water because we have this little effect of like the sludge like spring off of her. And I was like, why would she go into that filthy water there? Wouldn't that like rub off her makeup? Well, uh, in fact, that kind of is what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what happens. But I just I wondered why why she would do that. Like, why would she go in that nasty water? Again, to I guess keep the effect of like you know she can appear anywhere as you know a spirit. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And uh, the little ruse works, and it chases them away. I just realized those those little uh boats or not not boats excuse me but the yeah the little ski doos almost remind me of uh medusa's little swamp mobile in uh the rescuers that's that's kind of funny oh wow yeah i can see that too yeah it's been a long time since i've seen the rescuers it's one of my favorite disney films mostly just for its art but speaking of uh imprisoned and speaking of katara kind of uh maybe help, trying to help a population of people but doing it in a way that's in some way disrespectful. Um, it, like you mentioned, how uh, her makeup starts to melt off because of the water. And the the people start to realize, like, wait a minute, you're that, that girl that's with those other folks. Like, you're not the painted lady. And they're immediately, like, offended that she would take the visage of their, in a way, kind of their deity. No, not a full deity, but, you know, something that they hold in high honor. Yeah, would you say she's almost doing cultural appropriation? Okay, anyway. <laughs> I mean, there could be a bit of that, but I think it's more that they got all their... They invested so much into thinking that this spirit had returned, only to find out that it was someone deceiving them. You know, I could see, even if this person did help them, I could see feeling betrayed at the same time. So, what you're saying is that it's a redo of the fortune teller, but this time the liar is revealed. Oh, interesting, Maiden. Oh. So, if you recall, the whole, that village and the fortune teller ran off of Madame Wu's, I believe that was her name, uh, Madame Wu, or is it Aunt Wu, uh, Aunt Wu's fortune tellings. So, she would literally predict whether the, like, mountain would... Uh, if, if the mountain would turn into a volcano or erupt, excuse me, if the volcano would erupt, what the weather was going to be like that week, they literally like pretty much were, they, they, the whole town was like under her spell or believed that like system itself. 
And so what they did at the end of the episode, they found out that the volcano itself was going to erupt. And so what they did was they, because she uses the clouds as a way of, you know, telling if it's going to, there's going to be an omen or not. Mm. And so they cloud bent to basically tell her like, hey, there's the volcanoes about to erupt. And so she roused the town up and, um, you know, and saved the day with, you know, diverting the lava. But then Sokka's there at the end. It's just like, I don't know if he reveals, I forget if he reveals the fact that they like, you know, manipulated the system, but um, he basically was like, but don't you see like the fact that we did this? Actually, I think they did. Never mind. But in this case, when it is revealed, like the liar is revealed or maybe not the, I guess it is a lie, but it's hmm. a lie for good reasons. Um, this time they are kind of not having it. Yeah. And they bring up, oh, you're, you're a waterbender. And they seem bothered by that. And they even seem like they're getting ready to attack. They're like, how dare you pretend to be our painted lady? And it, it's up to Sokka to step in and explain like, yeah, she may be an outsider, this waterbender, but she was just trying to help, you know? Yeah, you know, nothing's wrong with uh, a foreigner basically going into into another person's or into another culture and personating their deity or at least person they would put in high regards, right? Right. Okay. I feel like I just stomped stomped on a bunch of like grenades. <laughs> yes, and and that's that is what I wanted to point out. Yeah, like you know, you want to come in and be an ally, be an ally. Don't uh, yeah, kind of take them into your to be kind of like a. I was gonna say a white savior, but that doesn't quite you know because she's not white, but but just being this this kind of yeah, it's it's like you're taking away the agency of these people by tricking them into thinking that you're like a god you know it kind of would work in the movie uh if this was by Shyamalan, like the white savior thing would technically work <laughs> oh it'd be so yeah um but i feel like we also had this discussion back in also book book one imprisoned yeah exactly where we were talking about that where like she's up to her old tri- but are we in the right for saying this by the way or are we are we like incorrect in this or something in this read or like do we have a basis in this or or what because i because, you know, I'm white and I don't want to, you know, go over, say what's right and what's wrong. Because I don't think uh, I don't think many people of many ethnicities want to hear what I have to say. Well, either way, the, the population themselves are offended. They're all outraged that she would dare pretend to be that. That's true. Yeah, we're talking about something specific here. Not so much like, I mean, I guess our words can translate to real life as well. Yeah, but but it, yeah, I, I can't imagine a lot of people are going around pretending to be gods. Well, never mind. Uh that's what's called a cult, if I recall. Last <laughs> I checked. Yeah, that's certainly true. Yeah, my mistake. <laughs> but either way, uh, yeah, she explains like you know, even though you know, I even though what I did was wrong, I shouldn't have tried to trick you. It doesn't matter if you know that painted lady is real or not, because your problems are real, and you know, we can kind of try to solve them together now. Now that this is all in the open. Yeah, you have to help yourself. And this is, yeah, where it comes of like, but like, how? Yeah, you have to help yourself after I just performed an act of terrorism and destroyed that that factory from your government and then kicked out the soldiers of your government. And now you have to help yourselves. And <laughs> Yeah, this is not sounding pretty good right now. <laughs> it's not sounding great for Qatar. No. Yeah, no, it's just like, yeah, it's just standing on her like you know a soapbox just being like yeah you guys gotta help yourself like but like 
which, you know, the consequences of, you know, performing those terrorist actions caused, you know, the soldiers to presume this village uh, were the perpetrators behind said terrorism. Yeah. So. um, And to attack them. Yeah. Yeah. And also she even betrayed her own group because democratically the other three decided, okay, we're not going to help this village. We're going to press forward on our mission. Staying to help these people could potentially jeopardize our mission. And she decided to take away agency from her own group and lie to them and keep them there to help them. And then they all had to ultimately join this big fight at the end because of her actions. So, (laughs) so she's not being a very good uh, team member in this episode. (laughs) All all of a sudden this whole plot is being as muddy as the water itself. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Agreed. Oh boy. But if, if, if you disagree with any of us, please email (laughs) us and yell, give us a strongly worded email telling us how wrong we are. Yeah, if you can justify Katara's actions here a little bit more than than sure. <laughs> but either way, somehow she manages to convince them that, you know, what she did was was good for them. And now they all need to work together to clean up, clean up the river. So. Well, I, I, okay, hang on a second. Hang on a second. So like first, it's just like, yeah, so what are we how are we going to do this? She's right. How, how do we do this? Apparently, she has a really good like. Uh, she rolled like either net 20 or something on her diplomacy check and they rolled like utterly crap. Yeah. Uh, they either rolled like a net one or like a two or something like that. And they didn't have any modifiers on there. So like, yeah, obviously like her charisma beat theirs because she's protagonist. And then she convinces them, yeah, you gotta help yourselves. It's like, we should help ourselves. How do we do that? And then in the, uh, in the inciting crowd, it's like, maybe we can clean the river. Yeah, I love the way that I'm assuming DR movie animated that where the top image just kind of slides in then slides back out. I thought that was great comedy timing. It's a funny story. Funny story. This isn't DR movie. Oh, oh, who is it? Is this is this JM? No, no, this isn't JM. Oh, no. Yeah. Who who, who do we have this time? Because, well, I think this is, I think they were, I think, maybe I'm wrong on this. No, 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 wait. Uh, no, Encore Video was the guys in the pilot. I think these guys did one of the, actually, funny enough, I think these guys did this super deformed short in the foggy swamp, uh, swamp skiing, or swamp skiing throwdown, excuse me. I think it's, they're they're called Moi, so M-O-I, Moi, me, I, I don't remember, pardon me, I'm, I don't know. I mm-hmm. think it's I think it's Korean studio. I didn't look this up, but I, I yeah. think they're also Korean, uh, South Korean. Excuse me. Sounds uh, it's Korean. A, yeah, yeah. It's uh, another animation house, and I I think they've been affiliated with them before. I think this either is their first or second. You can look this up, but yeah, this is Moy Animation, uh, which yeah, very much looks like DR movie, but is not. Which I was surprised mm. by because I immediately assumed it was, but no, it's actually Moy Animation, which is interesting. Yeah, and hopefully this won't tie into some issues that I remember having during book three with some of the animation in a few episodes here or there. So I guess we'll find out if they're if they're tied to that. Um, <laughs> but that that's interesting. So another another crew, I want to welcome them with open arms. You know, I think, uh, you know, this feels on the level of DR movie. Oh, OK, that. Not... <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Wow. But I don't think that's an high, high praise. Oh man, the shade! Holy smokes! Uh, but yeah, maybe we'll move away from that. 
Let's just say that with DR Movie, he isn't a fan of the cartoonish nature of it and prefers what JM does. Yeah, but I think this episode is fine. I think it's, yeah, it looks like a typical DR Movie episode. Which is... Save it for the end. Save it for the end. Save it for the end. We're not there yet. Yeah, but anyway, they're they're like, uh, they managed to convince him to help out. And they're talking to uh, Doc and they're like, Doc, you know, because because he mentioned that she's a waterbender. He's like, oh, you know, don't mention that. Uh, Sokka's like, don't mention that to anyone. And Doc's like, oh, yeah, you know, I- I'm great. I can keep lots of secrets. Oh, but my brother Shu, oh, he's a blabbermouth. So, so that's not good. They're uh, it's a good thing they didn't reveal that the Avatar was there. Else the Fire Nation would know like that. Shake my head. Just shake my head, Shu. Why? Why? But that's that is nice. Even after everything that happened, he's like, "Yeah, why don't we just help you? Just keep your secret of being a waterbender." Like, um, but that doesn't nip them in the bud later on. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then they ask him, "Like, oh, are you gonna help us clean the river?" And he's like, "Oh no, no, you know me. Sh- sh- uh, um, which one is this, Doc? Doc? You know, I can't do it. You know, I'm, I got a bad back from you know working on that boat all day. Let me go get my brother Bushi. He loves uh, cleaning rivers." And then uh, he just pops off his hat. And that's when it gets awkward. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Cause like, you know, I think he did like, he somehow has spirit magic and teleported away. And in his place came his brother, Bushi. It could be, it could be, but you know, I, I got my suspicions about this guy and I just choose to turn a blind eye. I mean, dude, come on. It's there's, there's triplets that exist. They exist. Yeah, but I don't know. He, I mean, he even says himself that his brother Doc is crazy. So, I mean, I, I it seems like maybe Bushi is the only one that's self-aware. Uh, I mean, fair enough, because, like, if Doc's the crazy one, if Shu can't keep his mouth shut, I don't know what Bushi's, you know, eccentricities are, but, I mean, we'll have to spend some more time with him to find out. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of spending more time, even though Sokka was, you know, convinced that they were going to be behind in their schedule, and they do have a very, you know, timed out schedule, they have a very limited amount of time to do all this. They still spend what seems to be a whole other day there, cleaning up the river. So, to which at twenty three ten, you know, we see that you know Katara and Aang and Toph are separating stuff. Um... Did they reveal themselves to be earthbenders or like, like with Aang, it's fine if they can reveal he's an earthbender, but like, um, are the citizens also okay with this? <laughs> you know, I guess maybe they're from the colonies. So like, is that yeah. okay? Anyway, whatever. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but here's, here's where things for me get ridiculous. So take it away. Oh, are we talking about the very end here? Uh, no, 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 not the very end, but just like what leads before the very end. Okay, like what happens between like twenty three, I don't know, ten was it, and then twenty three sixteen, oh. where within six seconds of time lapse, like within a day or whatever, yeah, like half a day, the 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 entire like delta or the river is cleaned. Yeah, and I'm like that is, I can't agree with that. I'm like, even if they are using bending, I'm like, come on, that at least needs like a week. <laughs> Like there's so mm-hmm. much what maybe maybe I'm not giving the show enough credit. Like I love superpowers and whatnot, but even I'm just like, all right, come on. Like yeah, the amount of square area around that is like I'm not saying it's impossible to do with like a team of people, but like there's only three of them. And I'm like, 
I can only put, suspend my disbelief for so far when I'm just like, all right, what the fudge? No, I agree. I agree. But maybe I'll save some of that till we get to uh, final thoughts for my... That's that's perfectly fine. And it's still a moon the next night, but anyways. Yeah, so take it away for this this final moment here. This uh, a kind of a lovely moment, I would say. We see Katara. We see the gang sleeping. They're, I guess their last, you know, little rest before they leave in the morning. We see Katara go and appreciate the water, how clear it is now. Well, you know, at least clear as it you know should be with the pH levels, I assume, returning to, you know, what is normally considered normal. Uh, at least dr- either drinkable or what you can put yourself into without worrying about stuff. Uh, anyways, she goes down to the little uh, beach there, little area there. And from there, we see some fog come towards her. Now, quick aside, I actually thought this was Aang at first. I thought it was Aang who went down to the water instead, but it's Katara, which makes perfect sense. And we see that just like in Spirited Away, all it took was for them to purify the entire like area of all the sludge to reveal the spirit of the river itself, the Painted Lady. Yep. And that's where I was going to go. I've been waiting on, I've been sitting on this and yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, that's to, to combat your theory. Yeah. I don't think the painted lady could come back until the water was cleared. Joking. theory. However, (laughs) unfortunately I have to say, I wish it was like a situation with Hey where she had her, like, let's just say negative spirit form Mm. in the form of like a sludge monster. Either similar to the, if you remember the river spirit. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Spirit Away, where he first came, when he came into the bathhouse, he was like completely sludged, right? And it was only um, uh, Shihiro's actions, or son, excuse me, her actions that, uh, through her hard work and getting, you know, pulling out all that, you know, garbage is what led her to, like, you know, free him. I kind of wish that that was the case as well, where we had like her as this negative spirit monster in the form of like a sludge being, almost similar even to uh, whatever his name is from Princess Mononoke in the beginning, where he was in his like you know hate form. That'd be yeah. cool as well. But sorry, that's just me projecting. That's that's me being Cora, or that's me being like Kratar. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, but I do I do quite like this scene here. I think I think in terms of the animation, uh, was it Moy? He said or Moy? Yeah, Moy. I think they did a good job giving a kind of uh, prestige because I think all the spirits have a certain prestige to them. I think this image captures that. Yes, there's there's a certain uh, yeah, standard when it comes to these otherworldly beings that you kind of want to showcase uh, front and center. And yeah. I like the fact that they, I'm not going to say spirit no expense, but they certainly treated her with the uh, weight that you would get from another spirit. Which I love. And of course, yeah, I love that she, you know, says thank you to Katara, which I'm like, she knew what was up. Yeah. Even if all of her ducks are in a row. Yeah. Even though maybe Katara got there in a way that wasn't necessarily the right way to go. She still, you know, it, it ended up working out and the spirit was happy to see their, their river clean again. And their people respected. Uh, looking at it right now, 2423 Moy Animation. Ah, our new buddies, I guess. We'll see. Uh, or however you would say it in Korean. Part, pardon me. Yeah. Uh, but now we've reached the end of the Painted Lady. What did you think about this episode overall? Uh, so like last episode, we discussed that last episode was, you know, 
filler, but we liked it. We 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 liked it. We saw a different side of things, and I would definitely go back to that one. This was also filler, and we definitely saw another side of the Fire Nation where not as all right with the Fire Nation itself when it comes to tr- there are you know levels and you know uh, there's classism involved even within the Fire Nation, which wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so. Of course, leaderism exists in all cultures. Wouldn't be surprised by that. But, um, you know, it's an interesting... You could say this is a love letter to, like, you know, the the, the Green Revolution, as it were, in the 80s with, you know, all okay. those cartoons of, you know, like... Um, what is it? Like, like Fern Gully or, you know, Save the Planet, you know, all that stuff. The, the Green Aesop, excuse me. Or Aesop, excuse me. So, <laughs> like... Yeah. You know, it's kind of still here as well, albeit it's, I don't know if it's as ambulicious, I guess, because it's more dealing with, like, this village that, and it's, like, it's it's livelihood and it's health, I guess, so it's, like, it's it's people who are being affected. I mean, maybe it still is, I don't don't know, what's your read on it? Oh, on the episode itself, or? Yeah. I guess but what I'm saying with this whole like green Aesop is it like similar to anything from the eighties or nineties or is it like stand on its own? It breaks the, uh, breaks, uh, break, breaks out of the, uh, standards set by those episodes. Those very special episodes. Excuse <laughs> me. Mm, well, I feel like this show's always had a, a comment commentary on the, the real world. And yeah, this one's taking more of the green vent and I don't, I don't, I think it's in step with, yes. Maybe better than some of that 80s stuff. All right, fair enough. But yeah, keeping that that vision alive. And again, it's nice to see another element of the damage of the Fire Nation. We've discussed a lot about their impact on how they, you know, kind of punish people and oppress people. It's here's another angle of oppressing the environment as well, as well as people. So there's another ugly side. Yeah, their own people, in fact. Yeah, their own people, even. Yeah. Yeah, which we also saw with the. Uh, Oh, what was it? And um, uh, was Avatar Roku? And they're like keeping those monks kind of uh, controlled too. I can't remember what we said there, but I, I remember there was something. I mean, it was uh, whatever. I forget. Again, it's been so long. I'll remember yeah, his name exactly. later. But like, um, it was only one of them who was like that. All the rest kind of like just gave up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It all just sided with the Earth or the the the, uh, the government. Oh, but overall, I would say that. Um, you know, discussing this episode with you made it worse. <laughs> there was, uh, I, I enjoyed it for what it is, but I did kind of roll my eyes a little bit at guitar and I was kind of like, yeah, Don and this, this painted lady thing is kind of a, a rude thing to do. Um, but I think it's still a fun episode overall. I think there's some good bits of humor. I like that little bit with Toph, like I mentioned. Um, but I would say that this is one of the filler ones that, feels more like filler and especially this late in the game and Sokka continuously stressing that you know we've got a timetable here we got to stick to Katara just choosing to waste three days and lying them into following along with her seems like it like she's not keeping up that team spirit like she should Uh, yeah I mean that that is fair but at the same time the episode really wants us to be to side with her remember that so yeah it does (laughs) Let's see, that's the thing in there. So we may have to throw a hypocrisy card in this one, just on Katara's part, potentially, as much as I might get some flack for that. <laughs> um, but if I was watching this without reviewing it, when I, when you know, when we finished the series and 
I can go back and watch everything. I just, you know, watch it and I'd be okay. Like I yeah. said before, where I'm just like, you know, I, I, I don't think about these things unless I'm discussing them with you. I just like, you know, watch. Yeah. Passively. There you go. Passively. There you go. But, you know, analysis brain right now. And so, yeah, there's some, there's, there's a bit of like, all right, hang on a second now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I think that's about all I got to say for this one. Yeah, same here, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and thank you once again for, for coming along with me for some more Avatar. Always happy to uh, jump into this stuff. And yeah, do you have any last words for us? Oh, you're welcome, sir. I mean, hey, this is your idea. <laughs> like, not <laughs> mine. Um, you know, uh, well, so if you and your friends are, you know, eight years old or whatnot, you're just being kids, right? You're, be- you're being kids. And you see that, you know, local paper mill or sawmill, metal factory, whatever, whatever you want to call it, metal fabrication plant or refinery, whatever you want to call it, is polluting your little like, you know, water or water hole that you go down to. Will you legit turn to eco-terrorism to blow Mm. it all up? Till next time. Peace. (laughs) 